Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, team culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. I cannot wait to share today's podcast guest with you. Her name is Anika Jones, and she's someone that works in the space that is near and dear to my heart. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Creativity, analysis, communication, these are the personal and professional pillars that Anika strives to uphold. She serves as a lead consultant of Holistic Fluency, LLC, where the approach is collective mindset plus feedback cycle equals collaborative stakeholder communities for empowered solutions. Her unique approach merges social and emotional learning with multiple facets of data to support individuals and organizations in defining, developing, and demonstrating community, the village, and all that comes with it is her focus and faith. You can be assured that some intentional communication and awareness gems will be conveyed during this time. So tune in. Uh, Generally, she likes giving us some things to think about. And when she's not busy being the community curator, she enjoys traveling, creating new recipes, connecting with family and friends, and spending time as a Taekwondo mom. Anika, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So you're on the People Priority Podcast. Tell me, how do you make people the priority? Well, I mean, kind of going back to some of what my bio said, right? I really work hard to make sure that I see, study, and support people and not just me, but really doing the work to help others connect to do that. So whether that is um, in leadership, especially new leaders, parents, parents, and adolescents, right? Because a lot of times people clutch their pearls when you start talking about teens and tweens, they're like, ah, you know, I have to press pause. But just really equipping them with some tools and strategies to help um, really see and support so that they can um, advocate properly. And then obviously, you know, educators as well. You know, you and I, we talked about being former educators and things. So definitely knowing how to show up and support them. So just basic interactions, like that's where we do our work. That's where we focus because there's a lot of shenanigans, Mm -hmm. things that are really unavoidable. uh, They really could be um, avoided rather. And people are just kind of messing it up. Right. We'll see a lot of there's so many examples, Julie, you know what I mean? Okay, so give me uh, an example that you think would resonate with the leaders in our audience the most. Well, a lot of the high turnover rates. I mean, can we look at the great resignation? Can we talk about quiet quitting? All of those things, because I always say, you know, the quiet quitting, honestly, it's not very quiet. If you know what to look for, if you saw them and connected with them authentically, And so you study, you kind of know how they move, you know, what motivates them and you engage and interact with them based on those things. It's not quiet because when you don't see those things, it's quite loud. It's deafening, right? Sometimes people say, uh, what's the phrase like silence is deafening. Yeah, it can be. It definitely can be. I totally agree. And honestly, that is exactly, which I know that's how we ended up in this space together. (laughs) Agree on that. Is I think it's so important that people understand the connection and the communication piece 
that links to the great resignation or quiet quitters. So since that's something that's pas- a passion point for both of us, tell me some tools. What are tools that you share to help maybe the leader in any space that's dealing with someone who is not showing up to work or the space at 100% or uh, maybe maybe they are completely losing them and retention is an issue? What are your tools there? Well, I guess my first thought is really making sure that we check in with the leader first because are we truly showing up ourselves sometimes? That's an issue. If I see you kind of going through the motions, okay, it might be cool for me to just go through the motions. So sometimes that's one of the hardest conversations, right? Just starting with that self-awareness with the leader themselves. And then from there, you know, it's a lot of things that maybe people have heard about, but they haven't looked through a certain lens. Um, you know, love languages. Some people have heard of that. Or we talk about um, love languages for work. My personal preference is to, is to call it appreciation languages because that's what it is. And it translates into any relationship, any space. So definitely at work, right? You you know, you're calling me up to the front, giving me these accolades, like a prize mm-hmm. kind of recognition thing. But I'm a much more uh, quality time acts of service person. Sure. So can I get some flex time instead? Perhaps you right. don't have to call me up. <laughs> so the, you right. know what I mean? So yes. it's like just just lost in translation. So just that true honing in. And once the leader recognizes some things, has some self-awareness, then yeah, we can move on to looking at the team, looking at the team as individuals and what are these strengths th- uh, that we can leverage and uh, really pour into to kind of balance out because the team was built for a reason, right? What do you think? Yeah, well, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that I do is I, I walk in and I help businesses create their their pillars, their team-focused pillars, which revolve around culture and how do you want to feel in that space? Uh, what makes you want to show up and give your all in that space, which does change depending on the space that you're in. Same thing with leadership coaching, right? I, in the world of leadership coaching, might have some standard ideas that we'd like to see in every leader, but I always say there is no standard for leadership, right? Because depending Because we're on, dealing with people, right? Right. Uh-huh. And to your point, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So what, what you need in your space and what I need in my space might be different. And the same is true for our team, which I think is why it's so important to make sure you're plugged into the right job in the right company. Uh, and if you're trying to make your company the right company, then that might mean getting to know your people and creating a culture that makes them want to stay. So, okay, I can see your face light up. Tell yes. me, what are you thinking? Give it no, to me. you're just making me think about um, an article I read not too long ago where, because we talk about culture and, you know, the word, because people are involved again, right? Right. Um, so many different connotations and associations and thoughts but the reality is we have to be super specific about what it means, what it looks like, what it feels like, like yes. we said earlier. So yes. like the actions, right? Well, first of all, the beliefs. So what do we think the culture is? Do the right. actions match that? And then we put right. systems in place to support the beliefs and the actions? Because yes. a lot of times all three are not, look, the culture is not culturing. Right. <laughs> and, um, yes. So, and I say, mm-hmm. try to put legs on that. If you want it. If your pillar is going to be trust, all right, because I just worked for the business and it was military and they're like, trust is going to be one of our things. Okay, how do you put legs on that so it can actually walk? To your point, right? You can't just say your idea of trust and my idea of trust could be very different. Maybe for one person, being respectful is 
I didn't cut you out today, right? I, was, I wasn't in a good mood. And so I, I made sure that I showed you that respect. I didn't just unleash and bleed all over him. But maybe someone else's perception was, well, you know, we're going to make sure to say hello every day and please and thank you much more kind of upbeat. Yes. But we have everyone or those, those two um, perspectives, I'll say, in that same space. So yes, like you said, we have to give it legs. We have to talk about what it looks like, what it sounds like, the actions and the systems behind the belief, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, you just made me think about that. I'm like, you know, just th- those parallels. Well, and I love when you say systems because I think that resonates with everyone, uh, especially though if you're in business world, systems are how you check boxes, right? Uh, so systems are important, but even in home, and I, I was just sharing with a friend earlier, she's like, so how do you make homework work for your kids? I'm like, well, we have a system, you know, when my son who struggles to get all of his things done gets home, he wants to go crazy. So, okay, we've got a system. You get a snack and you go outside for a few minutes. And then we work on spelling because we hate that the most. And that's going to be easiest for us to knock out first. And then we work on music and right, like we, and I have a checklist. So Julie, have you, have you been in my house? I love it. I've had you been in my house. I'm like, snack time. You have a few moments. Then we're going to exactly spelling too. We have a spelling test Friday. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. And the system is in place because we know what life was like prior to the system, right? Outrageous. We learned. <laughs> we learned yes. from our mistakes. Yes. Now, the hard part about all of these pieces that we're talking about is, okay, yes, a system is effective. Yes, a system is necessary in most places. But I think what businesses, maybe even families, because having this, we just gave the example of my son's homework, in every space, if you don't create the system as a team, then what happens is, Hey, son, here's the system you will do. And he's not going to be like, oh, please let me do my spelling first. I had to let him come to the decision of, okay, when when have we seen the most success in this? When is it easiest for you? So that even when he hates coming to the table to do his spelling, he knows that we've tried it without the system. It didn't work. And I'm going to use the system that I helped create to get the results that I also want to be a part of. Buy in, buy in all day. I mean, even as simple as like we said, like we we talked about doing it with the the younger people, right? Classroom, social contract. How does respect look to you? So when we're going back to the leadership side, the corporate space, other organizations, why will we not be specific in, okay, this is the belief. Why will we not be specific in a, a collaborative process? for the actions and the systems we're putting in place, right? So everyone knows the expectations, right? You know where you come into play. Uh, maybe we've, we've even built out uh, consequences or, or, you know, just accountability points, I'll say. So yes, I feel that it's essential that not only the collaborative space, the collaborative process has to happen, but in what the positive aspects, I guess, will be. And I don't want to say the negative aspects, mm-hmm. but just the accountability portions, whether right. it includes uh, feedback, consequences, different checkpoints. So yeah, I don't necessarily want to say negative, but accountability, those aspects. And to your point, at home, in workspaces, like I know we're talking you know, to leaders quite a bit, but you know, you and I, we have these conversations mm-hmm. that are just good people, interactions right. and parameters around, right? Because people are a priority, yes. Right, yeah. So, Perfect. Just, yeah, just, just building that out, regardless of the space, honestly. Maybe this episode has you thinking, my team needs to hear this. Guess what? We can make that happen. 
Let's connect and talk about building a team culture that can create an even better space for you and your people. Go to my website at julieschneers.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-S-C-H-N-I-E-R-S.com. Or just shoot me an email at info at julieschneers.com. Let's connect on social or there and see what I can do to help your team culture. All right, back to the episode. Well, the truth is having accountability at home teaches your kids to walk into the school space and be successful because there's going to need to be accountability in education. And educators holding kids accountable prepares them for work life, right? Like accountability, you're trying to take the negative and the sting off of the way it can come across. And I understand that completely. Uh, And I understand sometimes accountability can be taken care of in a little bit of a negative way. But the reality is accountability is necessary in order for there to be growth in a healthy space. Yes. Definitely. (laughs) No, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. I am trying to take the, the sting off a little bit because, you know, for, for some people, the reality, some people heard me say that word and depending on their own um, experiences, Mm -hmm. maybe their current situation, they got anxious, right? It caused all those um, different mm-hmm. physical and connected to the emotional responses, all those things. So, you know, I want to talk through it a little bit more to kind of build build our perspective a little more, which look, you know, you know what we do, but just uh, explaining it differently. And again, like you said, the necessity of it, like we, if we want to grow, we have to have accountability. And to the point of growth, um, I've been dealing with some leaders on the perspective of what's the opposite of growth. What would you say? I would say sitting stagnant. Yes, but does everybody else stop them? Just because you you became stagnant. That's a great point. So if you're not growing and you're sitting stagnant and people around you are growing, you're you're sitting in a negative you're, space. You're actually shrinking. Yes. You declined. Ooh. So I've been I've been dealing with that a lot and nice. just kind of building that perspective because that's that's the automatic response. Like, well, not yeah. I'm just sitting still. Uh, no, try again. That's just like the, um, what practice, practice, practice makes what? And people say perfect. It's like, no, it's progress, but we have to do something still to progress. Like, even if it's baby steps, you know, Mm. I used to teach math. And so, you know, thinking about the, the, um, the compounding interest aspect, right? Okay. So have you ever, you know, so like that 1% difference every day, even if you can't give 150. Yes. Yes. So this, but at the end of what a full year, it's a significant difference. Even if it was just a a splash extra each day, if you couldn't build out the whole thing. Right. Right. I love that perspective. That is a light bulb moment for me. That will be one of my favorite light bulb moments of this episode because there's, it's so easy to get caught up and you know what? We're making it. We're doing great. Maybe I'm not growing, but but I am surviving well, just staying where I'm at. But if I'm not constantly growing myself and other people around me are, that goes to my girl, my daughter playing volleyball. So in, in the realm of my daughter playing volleyball, if she just keeps sitting where she's sitting and she doesn't try to grow as a player and the others grow, you are going to put yourself at a deficit in the classroom. If I stop learning as a teacher, then the other teachers are learning. At some point, I'm way behind as an educator in the business space. Like it, 
It makes perfect sense. All, all these things, it was just a different perspective on it because, you know, sometimes people talk about how uh, complacency is like, it's, mm. it's extremely detrimental. And yeah. so we can say these things, but I think that a lot of times we have to dig a, dig a bit deeper, give some more examples, some more insight for it to really stick and make sense. Because a lot of these might just be cliches you grew up hearing and you heard this from whatever, you know, Fortune 5 case study, things like that. But you have to really be intentional about let's let's talk about why a little more. You yeah. know, that was, you know, that was my favorite question in the classroom. Why? Why? Oh, Why for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, I love that you say be intentional because I think that's probably the best advice that you can give in every space. Because if you're intentionally being kind, if you're intentionally making growth, if you're into like, whatever you do, just don't be flippant about it. Uh, put your heart into what you're doing, whatever that is. Okay. I have one devil's advocate question that I have. I want to know your opinion on. You, in the beginning, you were talking about um, kind of your love languages, but you you said appreciation languages, and I love that. And you pointed out something that I'm always constantly pointing out as well, that everyone's different. And what those needs are from employee to employee or child to child is going to be different. When you hit a wall that says, and by wall, I mean a person, maybe a CEO or a leader of some sort who says, but I have to keep it fair. So your example was the um, time off versus uh, acknowledgement in front of people. How do you battle the mindset of keeping it personalized versus keeping it equitable? I mean, well, even if it's an option where they get to choose, right? If they get to choose and it's so then because the concept... The, the older I've gotten, <laughs> the yeah. concept of fairness is very mm. fleeting. It's dynamic. It's not really like we talk about building it out. It's not really built out. And so there's all these different associations with it. So my counter is equity versus equality, right? Equality yeah. or fairness is where everyone gets the same exact thing, but it's not necessarily equitable and equitable, meaning they get what they need. Okay. So for whatever reason, you know, like maybe I'm a mom whose child has a program coming up, but because you gave me the choice for how I want to be recognized, how I want to be celebrated, I'm going to take those couple hours flex time and go to his program. And I'm immensely grateful for you. So I'm going that much harder because you saw what I needed. You saw me, right? You figured it out. And so you figured out a way uh, to support me. Again, if everyone gets a choice, then I'm, I, I feel like I'm a bit at a loss in or how it wouldn't be seen as okay. If it's like, these are the options you're touching on, um, everyone's love language, their appreciation language, slash be clear, some of them overlap. So it's not like you would have to have these five different things necessarily, you know, but give them some, op- I mean, we, we talk, you know, it's like the, giving the options also goes with the, um, the co-creation, that collaboration in my mind. Like you say, you built it out with your son, what the plan was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we asked the questions, what are the, the uh, actions and the systems we can put in place to uphold the beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. All of, right. Yeah. But that takes having a conversation. Oh, yes. It takes getting to know your people so that you know what they need and they, they know your heart behind the ask. 
and putting you all back on the same page. I love that you shared what you shared. So much wisdom in that. And I know, I know you battle it as well when you work in the spaces that you work. So I'm, I just love to, to hear that from someone else as, as well. Okay. So top three takeaways. What do you got? What, what are the top three nuggets we have to remember from today? I know I knew it was coming. I'm like, mm, well, what, what will I say? But I'm, I'm, look, I'm going to go backwards sometimes like that. I'm that person, right? That I have to remember yeah. the most recent and then go backwards. So um, first, what we just talked about, I guess, the concept of equity versus equality. So giving people what they need, what they're expressing to you or what you've picked up that they need because you've studied them. And so you know how best to support them. Um, two, I guess also the idea of being sure that you do take that time, like you said, having that conversation and spending time to dig deep so that you figure out the best way to appreciate your people. Because you know what we tend to do? We tend to do ours. We tend to give our love language, our appreciation language, and we get all in our feelings, feel some kind of way when it's not seen as um, appreciation. And then three really, really being specific and intentional about the build out. Okay. This is the belief. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What are those actions? What are those systems behind it? Yeah. Those are so good. So much knowledge (laughs) in this space. Thank you for sharing that and your nuggets. I couldn't agree more. Those are, those are great nuggets. Challenge. What is our challenge this week moving forward for me? So the challenge, and look, and I'm, I've been thinking, how, how specific do I want to be? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be specific. It is challenging, but I want you to use it and do it in different spaces. So we talk about seeing, studying, supporting. Julie talked about making sure you have that conversation, spend the time to get to know. I'm going to challenge you to do that in at least two of your spaces, mm-hmm. at least two, right? So whether it's uh, maybe a social organization you're a part of, obviously at work, at home, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so just making sure we have that uh, that skill set transfer, I say, from work yeah. to home life. Definitely. So whatever whatever spaces you move and, uh, you know, exchange and interact in, at least two spaces. See, study, support, spend that time really having the conversation, making some observations so mm-hmm. you can make your own um, plan for studying and supporting, advocating how you need to, how you've been called to do. I love that. It grows us as people. Thank you for that challenge. It's so wonderful. All right. Give me your favorite quote. I love, I love hearing everyone's favorite quotes at the end. And I I hope that mine isn't overused, but it speaks so deeply to me. And you know, you know why now. So uh, it's a Maya Angelou quote. It says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, right? People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That is actually my favorite quote in the whole wide world. Is it? Yeah. I I know I've already used it on the podcast because I love it so stinking much. Yes. It is one of my absolute favorite quotes. It really is. Yeah. But it resonates. It resonates because we're all just people trying to show up as our best self which I hope we helped you do today and, and join us next week. Check out Anika in the show notes. There's ways to connect with her because she's got lots of other incredible nuggets to share. So don't miss connecting with her. Have a great week. Thanks for listening and being my people. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.